Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. I don't know if I'll post it. It's kind of funny, but like, you know, I record little clips for the podcast. You're like, yes, I know, and I haven't seen them in a while, and I I get that. That's on me. That's on me, fam. That's on me. But um, you're like, it wouldn't be on anyone else, Ashley. Uh, But so I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have stopped and recorded the podcast three times, and I literally just gave myself a pep talk into the camera, and I was like, this is your podcast. People like what you have to say. They listen. Stop being so fucking anxious about what's coming out of your mouth. And so here I am. I wasn't even saying anything weird. This is what I'm talking about. Okay, I just like I make a whole scenario in my head and I'm like, what were you fucking relaxed? So anyways, let me get into what I was talking about. I started to read It Ends With Us. And I am just already aware that this book is going to fuck up my life. I just feel very overwhelmed already. At chapter one, I'm on chapter 11 right now. But chapter one, I was like, oof, this is not, I already know that this isn't going to end well for me. And I will say this, I know a lot about the book from social media, but I don't know enough. I just, I'm like, okay, I know that there's some, some stuff in here. Have I already experienced it? Am I going to experience more of it? I'm kind of like, oh, I'm just I just that was very vague. But I feel like if you read the book, then you kind of know what I'm talking about, which is a pretty popular book. So I wouldn't be surprised. What happened is friend of the podcast, friend of my life, my cousin, Danielle, she was like, I think I would like to read more in 2023. Like she set that goal for herself. And I was like, bitch, like. I'm trying, I think I should do the same. Like right now I have been reading, like, you know, I read Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies, which was one of my favorite books of all time. And then she's coming out with a new book and um, I'm super excited that comes out February. I pre-ordered that. It's the first time I ever pre-ordered a book. I was like, I need this shit. And then I just bought, um, so Tanya Rad and the girl, shit, I can't remember her name now. I feel bad. But she's the girl that got roasted during Selena Gomez's documentary, which I didn't think she should have been. But the two of them wrote a book together. And Tanya is a radio girl. And listen, radio girlies support radio girlies. And their book, you know, she has this great positive energy that I've always really loved. I follow her on social media. And I didn't think that Selena Gomez's friend was being a a villain in the documentary. So I was like, I feel like I'd like these two bitches. So I I bought their book, thinking that it would come this weekend, but it's not coming until next Friday and it's going to my parents' house. So that's like a whole other thing. But anyways, all that is to say that um, I was talking to Danielle and I was like, I kind of want to read for fun too, in addition to me, like, kind of reading for my mental health. And I was like, I know your ass reads. So can you pass me over a book? And she's like, well, have you read, you know, it ends with us. And she's like, oh, my I said, no. And she's like, oh, my God, you got to read this book. And I'm like, it's going to fuck me up. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, so (laughs) sign sign me up. And um, I'm resisting the urge so badly, like so badly having to resist the urge to Google to figure out what happens in this book. Call it curiosity. Call it anxiety. Whichever mental health issue you would like to choose from, that is what I'm experiencing while reading this book. I'm just like, I just feel like something bad's going to happen. And I'm like, my anxiety is high. 
but I am enjoying it. I really am enjoying the act of reading. I'll say that. I think it's been really good. I, I have liked that I've gotten into the documentaries. I think that's been like helpful as well, because I think one, one of the things she mentioned and that I am taking on as well was that, you know, she could spend hours like scrolling through TikTok. And so do I. Even so, when I'm rewatching a show, like when I'm watching one of my comfort shows, like New Girl or Ted Lasso, I'm also like, OK, well, I can TikTok scroll. And sometimes, you know, I love social media. I see lots and lots of positives about social media. I know that not everybody does, but this is why it's an industry that I wanted to work in. It's an industry that I believe in. I just think that getting to share, you know, parts of your life with people is great. I I get really inspired seeing other people's successes on social media. I get inspired seeing people's struggles. I really believe in it, but sometimes it can be very overwhelming. And sometimes I just need a break from it, especially like the TikTok pages that I'm on, my For You page. It does have a lot of fun things. Um, I'm trying to change it to be more about dogs. So I just keep looking up dog videos and hoping that I'll get a dog specific For You page. But I am also, you know, on wedding TikTok, obviously. And then I'm on dating TikTok because that's what I talk about in my videos. And sometimes those two things paired with each other can really give you a grim outlook when you are single. And it's just not the way I like to live my life because overall, I'm, you know, really proud of of my singlehood. Um, Obviously, I'm dating right now and it's it's been really great. And I do have like a very positive outlook of the future and that whole thing about getting a partner and, you know, whatever. But sometimes when it's just shoved in your face, it gets a little like intense. So I've been looking for an out and, you know, it's it's kind of nice to when you watch a documentary, you have to pay attention because you don't know what's going on. So I think that's why I've kind of gravitated towards them. And then also um, the reading, it's like you're not scrolling and you're just reading somebody else's story. And it's funny because I think that I talk in my head sometimes as if I am writing a book and if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I am also working on writing a book. So um, I was kind of thinking while I was writing, I'm like, fuck, I haven't been reading. And I feel like that's going to put me at a disadvantage as a writer. So um, yeah, for all these reasons, I decided to start reading and I'm going to read a book that's going to make me cry my eyes that I already know. So but you know what? I always support a good cry. Actually, I got this great gift this weekend. So this weekend, um, on Friday night, I went and saw um, two of my friends at Katie Bloom's in downtown Campbell, uh, my friends Cameron and Jenny. And then the next day, I got to see my friends Kristen and Allen. We also went to Katie Bloom's. And you see, Katie Bloom's, if you're not aware, I mean, that's a pretty like frequented bar in Campbell. But somehow I managed to get the same waiter twice and he recognized me. So, you know what? I'm coming up on my year in Campbell, like it's coming up in March. And you know what? I'm making a name for myself here and I'm getting recognized by the local bartenders. And, you know, if that doesn't measure success, I don't know what does. Um, but Kristen got me this amazing magnet. I wish I had it next to me so I can make sure I, I'm saying it correctly. But basically it says like proud member of the frequent f- frequent crier club. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I love that. Um, she is a 
cry, cry, crier and no shame in the game. Although I will say this, which I was going to say for the um, celebrity segment of the podcast, but I did watch the new um, Black Panther movie. And based off everything everyone said online, they're like, you're going to be crying. So I kind of geared myself up. I'm like, all right, girl. We're in for a cry. And I felt like almost a little heartless because there were definitely moments where I was like, I could like catch my breath and feel like it kind of start the the cry tremble. But overall, uh, I, I made it through it and I was really proud of myself and a little disappointed. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that I didn't cry, but I was just like, did this make me heartless or were like, is it OK that I didn't cry during this? You know, but it was a really good movie, I thought. Um, I'm glad I got to sit down and watch it. Um, anyways, okay, so <laughs> I wrote this note for myself, which I think is hilarious. I said, I think I need to change my tune on tanning. You guys, I had this moment. Um, I was, the otter was over and, you know, I'll talk about that in the dating segment of the podcast, but at some moment I was wearing, you know, what I thought was a cute outfit. And I feel like once I describe it, it's not going to sound cute, but I was wearing my white turtleneck with this like green jumpsuit and it, it almost has like the cutoff of a little bit of a flood, but in a cool way, which I know as I describe that, you're like, mm, floods are not cool, but like, hear me out. And I just got this like glimmer of my skin and I was like, I'm, I might be the whitest bitch alive. Like I just got this little glimmer of my ankle and I was like, oh my God. She is pasty as fuck. And, you know, I've never been a self-tanner and I I just feel like I'm going to do it wrong. I feel like I'm going to be orange. And listen, on the list of self-care things that I do that cost me money, it's like getting up there. So I didn't know if I wanted to add one because now I like pay to get my hair done. I have a Brazilian wax membership and I'm not ashamed of. I get my nails done. Like I get my eyebrows waxed. You know, it's just like. I don't know if I can add tanning, but I also don't know if I can be this white for much longer. I mean, have I always been this pasty? I know some of you are like, yes, you have, because this has come up in weddings that I've been in that like maybe I should tan. And, you know, I just didn't notice it until that moment of that ankle. I guess I knew, I knew, but it didn't bother me. I was like, this is my skin. It's fine. I don't know if it's fine, you guys. I literally feel like if, if the lights were off at that moment, my ankles would have just glowed. I don't even know if it looked like I was wearing the white turtleneck under my jumpsuit or if they just thought that was skin. Like, I'm so white and it's painful. Like, I just, it's bad. You know, in this, in the, in the category of self-love, I know I'll get through this, but I am concerned. I'm really concerned. It's so pasty. Okay, I have to move on. I can't think about it too much. Okay, so also, um, <laughs> I had this funny moment. I feel like people from IT should have their own podcast. I think that most IT people I know, except for a friend of the podcast, Alex, I think he would be great on a podcast. But most IT people that I've talked to, like, don't really seem to be into talking. So but I do think they've got some shit because like what happened was is I was having this issue on my computer. Apparently I downloaded something I wasn't supposed to on my work computer. And when you're thinking, Ashley, you scandalous bitch, it wasn't. I accidentally downloaded fake Zoom. Because they took Zoom off our computers, but then I do therapy on Zoom and I like to use my work computer because I'm already on it. It's just like a nice, easy transition. You know what I mean? So anyways, um, yeah, so I took, so I tried to download Zoom. Apparently I downloaded the wrong app and it caused all these pop-ups on my computer and all this shit. So then my, the IT guy had to take control of my computer. And then he was like going through my downloads to find what I had downloaded to out me. 
And I just kept thinking, okay, so I did, <laughs> I did this thing like a couple like years ago. I mean, maybe like two years ago, I decided to inventory. I think this was during quarantine. I decided to inventory all of my bachelorette things that I had because I was like, you know, this will be easy. Like for me when I'm going, I'll be like, okay, I have this amount of leftover penis straws, like, you know, all the goods. So because I'm so crazy, to put it nicely, I um, screenshotted like all the gifts that I have. So including said penis straw, penis headband, you know, dick glasses, uh, just all the the grade A penis paraphernalia that you come to love and expect from bachelorette party. But I have screenshots of those all in my downloads. So as the IT guy is going through my computer, I am like, thank God that I am using a different computer because this poor guy would have just been scrolling through basically non-pornographic dick pics in my in in my downloads like how would I recover from that I would just have to quit right would I get written up would he be like hey I was snooping through Ashley's computer and I found a bunch of dicks and like how do I I know you're not supposed to use your computer for personal things I just like mine because it's got the mouse and it's nice and my apple's really old and I do love it but I'm so afraid to fuck it up because I use it for this and if I lose this I don't know what I'll do with my life so you know these are all the things I justify in my head but yeah I'm like <clears throat> super concerned super concerned about about the the status of me like creeping on my computer so now I got to be on my best motherfucking behavior and make sure my shit is cleaned out. No more dicks on my downloads, okay? Um, <clears throat> should downloading dicks be the name of the podcast episode? I feel like that could be a fun time for everybody. Um, <laughs> okay, also, after I gave my, like, raving review of the 49er game last weekend, I forgot to mention that there was a fight after it. And I'm like, how did I forget that juicy-ass tidbit of the whole game? So, like, literally at the end of the game, at the very end of the game, we have three minutes left. Like the Niners are losing snooze fest and a fight breaks out. And then one guy from the 49ers is just over it. He literally as if he was fucking Rafiki lifting up Simba to the gods. He picks up this guy and just drops him or more throws him on the ground and a fight ensues. I think it just surprises me when fights happen in professional sports that aren't hockey. Cause I feel like I just don't see it that often, like a full brawl, like, like the benches were empty. The Eagles were not making the right moves though, because I was, they, the commentators were talking about like, if you get ejected from this game, are you ejected for the Super Bowl? And I think there might be some bitches who don't get to play in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I didn't look into it, but I just can't believe I talked about the whole game. And the juiciest drama was the bitch fight at the end. And it was also just so funny because I was like, there were th like three minutes left in this game. And it I don't know, like, who's fighting at this point? Like the Niners, like we lost, you know what I mean? Like it was a tragedy. It was a heartbreak for all. But like we lost, you know, what's the point of causing the end of game drums? Like what is the what, what was the hot goss here? Listen, for me, you already brought me the drama. I appreciated the end the, that you were trying to give me a little something extra. But I didn't even talk about it on the episode because I forgot because I was just like, that was dumb. And then the best part was like the quarterback of the of the <laughs> of the Eagles was like in this black cape, literally. 
And he was just standing in the back watching. Because, like, good for him. Like, don't get involved because, the, hello, the Super Bowl. But it was just really funny. I don't know if the Niners were just so pissed. or like, fuck it. We're going to fight these people. But the Eagles are getting into it, too. And you know they were brawling before the game even started. So I should have seen the ending. But I just wasn't prepared for such bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, I can't even believe it. I forgot about the Grammys. I, like, it was one of those things where on, on Sunday I was like, okay, I'm going to do stuff until the Grammys start. And then... I started watching like the Black Panther movie and I should have known it's fucking Marvel. Of course, that movie is going to be like three goddamn hours long. In the weirdest timing ever, I have to keep it real with you guys. I like literally stopped recording the podcast and it's been a full ass like day since I started recording it Monday night. And then, um, you know, I just like wasn't feeling good in the middle. And so now it's Wednesday morning. Good morning, everybody. And um, we're finishing that shit up. So, yeah, what I'm saying is I didn't watch the goddamn Grammys, which I'm very disappointed about, but I feel like I saw the best part, which was Lizzo's speech. Actually, I tuned in and I saw Sam Smith's performance. That's what I saw live. And I was like, I love this shit. And then I, you know, I steal my parents cable with no shame. And then it kind of like crapped out on me. And I was like, all right, this was the sign. Like, we, it's OK. We're going to make it through without watching. But I did. Like I said, I got to stream Lizzo's acceptance speech and I just love her so much. She's so great. It was so fun. And um I just I truly had like the best time ever. And of course, as a directioner, I'm really excited for Harry's big win. I just don't understand like why people need to feel the need to boo. Like, I guess he was booed and it was like a whole Kanye moment where Beyonce should have won. It's like, yes, Beyonce is the queen. Like we we know we understand and it's okay to be disappointed when the artist that you wanted to win didn't win. But there's like no reason to take such an important moment away from somebody. And he's just so sweet and fuck all of you. Be nice. Like, you know, um, but it was really exciting to see like all these people that I, I loved in one room, you know, with Taylor Swift, Lizzo, Adele and Beyonce. I was like, oh, my God. And Adele and Lizzo were just having the best fucking time together. And I just think it's so fun when celebrities are friends, like when they just get along and seem like they're having a good time. So that made me like super happy. And um, anyways, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back. I kept meaning to go back because I'm sure on Hulu they probably have the Grammys recorded. And that was the other reason I was like, OK, Ashley, you didn't watch the Grammys. Spend Tuesday, come home, watch the Grammys and record. But I decided to go on a date with the Otter instead. So, you know, obviously I'll fill you in on that. And I feel like honestly, you might be more excited. So it's fine. Um, also, since I, you know, got myself an extra day, obviously did a little bit more documentary watching. So I get to fill you in on that. Well, I did watch, um, is it Stoltz? Schultz? I cannot remember how you pronounce it, but I watched Jonah Hill's documentary with his therapist. Oh, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. I got to give a shout out to a friend of the podcast, Kristen. She was like, I think you would love this documentary. And she was absolutely right. I did love it. And one of the things that she told me that she was like, it's, it's kind of fun to watch Jonah Hill like he's really you can tell he really wants to make this well and that is really apparent and I like how real it is and I you know if you're in therapy I think you're gonna relate if you're not in therapy I think you're gonna relate like it was just really um a beautiful I thought documentary to watch I think I know I keep saying this I think everybody needs to watch it but I I really I really did like it I mean I have to say I have to be, keep it 100 like Jonah Hill's hair really bothers me I don't like the slick back look 
and the coloring is weird and which is why I haven't watched his new movie. But this is in black and white. So it's a little less like painful to watch. But um, overall, it was just a really good like eye opening. I actually wrote down one of the things that I love that he said um, and I'm going to butcher it because I didn't write it down exactly correctly. Um, but they were talking about, you know, tools and stuff to like feel better. And one of them is exercise and, and having a good diet. And, you know, Jonah Hill says exercise and diet was presented to me as something that's wrong with your body and not something that's like good for your mental health. And I was like, oh, my God, like that. I think I've been searching for a way to put that into like words, you know, like how I was feeling about exercise. And that is exactly it. Like ever since I started doing hot girl walks, you know, and not giving a fuck about what people had to say about it, like I've been feeling a lot better. Actually, I have to I have to say the first person who kind of made me feel like walk just walking was okay um was my um cousin's now fiance Chelsea she um is she told me because I was talking about running she was running and I was like I want to get into running she's like you know if you don't like running like you can just walk like that's also you know an exercise form like you know don't don't discount walking and it was just so interesting to me because I never really like thought about it that way because it just seems like you know when you're in high school and you're running the mile, they're like, don't walk or like, OK, you can walk a corner or whatever. Like walking just seemed like this terrible option and like this bad thing. So I was like, oh, I can't walk, you know. And um, now I think walking like really was one of the things that like saved my life. Like I love walking. That's my favorite form of exercise. Like I said, I love the hot girl walk. It's one of those things that I do. It's one of my major tools. You know, I do it when I feel anxious. I do it when I'm feeling kind of tired and I just need to pump up. I do it just when I'm kind of feeling in this like negative headspace of like, you know, everybody kind of gets there. They talk about this in the in the documentary. They call it your shadow. It's kind of, um, you know, I call it the little bitch in my mind who's just like unbelievably rude and will say mean things about me. And sometimes I just like go for a walk when that that little bitch is taking over or my shadow. And so, um, you know, I, I just I, I really think think that was a great message. And in case you don't watch the documentary, which I think you should, I just wanted to share that piece for anyone else who's kind of like struggling with that, that, you know, the word doesn't have to be just walking. You walked. Like that is an that is a form of exercise and it's accomplishing and, you know, it's fun when you do it more than you feel like you can kind of like go longer distances. And and I it's just I really recommend the walk. I love the hot girl walk. Uh, I also started watching um, the 90s like music one, I think or I think it's just called pop music or something on Netflix. I probably should have looked it up. But the first episode was all about boys to men, which was pretty cool and how it kind of how they paved the way for boy bands. And then the second one has been all about auto tune and how mean people were to T-Pain. People were so mean to T-Pain. Apparently, um, Usher, he was on a flight with Usher and he like calls him into the back and Usher says, man, you really like ruined music. And I'm like, that is a lot of pressure to put on one man who just and it's interesting to hear him talk about like why he tried auto tune and like it kind of made it seem a little bit more like an art form when you break it down as to, you know, I think the way it's kind of um, appeared societally is like, oh, you're lazy, you auto tune. Oh, you can't actually sing. So you have to use auto tune. And the way he described it, you know, it's kind of like a producer is, you know, a um 
a musician. And so I thought that was really interesting and then really sad because he said he went through like a four year kind of depression spell. And I'm like, Usher, keep your fucking opinions to yourself. Like, you're so mean. Like, don't be mean to T-Pain. And it was just so funny. Like, uh, people used autotune before T-Pain, but he like really had to take a bad rap for it. And then they talk about Kanye using it next and like he didn't. And I was like, don't worry, T-Pain, he's going to get his later on in life. But um, anyways, I didn't finish that episode, but uh, I'm pretty close. Also, since I started this podcast, I have um, read more of It Ends With Us. I've officially finished part one and it did fuck me up exactly the way I thought it was going to. So um, I am going to finish it, but I feel like I have to be, you know, I got to take my I took a take my time and really process it. It was, you know, like I said in the beginning, it was hard for me not to just like Google what happens because I'm like, I feel like I know <sighs> so hard. Books really get you in the feels, man. So, um, yeah. Anyways. OK, um, thank you for bearing with me and letting me kind of jump into the podcast later on. And like I said, I could absolutely have not told you, but that's just like not what we do here. We built a foundation of trust. And so I just have to tell you guys what's up, you know. Hi friends, I am so excited about a new segment on the podcast called Ask Ashley. This isn't totally new in the world of Ashley Sleek Incorporated, of course, because my very first blog I had was called Ask Ashley and I absolutely love doing it and I'm so excited to be bringing it to the podcast. But the only way it has mad success is if you all share your juicy questions with me. So please submit your questions. You can do it anonymously on my Instagram at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's, of course. Click the link in my bio and there's a Google form. I promise you it is anonymous because listen, maybe I try to sneakily see if I can see who submitted questions. I cannot. So please, please, please submit there. Or if you don't care about being anonymous, you can submit via your email on my website at ashleysleek.com. I am so excited to hear your questions and I love you so much. Okay, bye. Okay, let's talk about dating. I know it's it's the reason you get to the second half of the podcast. Um, <laughs> well, now I have like two updates for you because since I've talked to you, I've been on two dates with the otter, which is really fun. So um, last week he came over. I'm in full wife trap mode. I didn't re- recognize my strategy here, but I am like I've had him over and cooked for him twice. So I feel like, hey, good job on the wife trapping. And um, I think I talked about this last week, but you know, since he was a, a bartender and I was like, oh, I'll make us margaritas. He's like, how about I, maybe I should make us margaritas. And he did and they were amazing. So um, we had margaritas, I made tacos and um, you know, we just like hung out and it was, it was really fun. And um, it was, <laughs> I can't remember at what point we talked about this, but um, he, we were talking about the podcast and you know what? I might have an ask Ashley right back to you all. I'm curious about everybody's opinions, but like I there's a part of me that doesn't think I'm going to like share the podcast with him at all. We talked about this yesterday, actually, on our date. And um, I was like, yeah, uh, I don't remember. It came up and I was like, yeah, I'm still kind of like figuring out, you know, when I want to like open it up to you. And I, I had said I was like the reason the other reason that you know, I, I didn't want you to listen to early. It's like, there's things that I talk about that, like, I want to tell you, you know, like that I, like, I want to be able to share with you. And he's like, listen, like, I want to hear them from you, the girl I'm dating and, you know, not the podcast. So you can tell me whatever you want. And it was really nice. And I think, I think the thing is, is 
um, what I was worried about when I wrote this note down was I was like, I don't want to get into the mode of where I felt like I was always so nervous. Like when I was dating Scotland and he was listening to the podcast, I would be like waiting for him to text me and tell me what he thought about it, you know? And even when I was recording, I felt this extra like nerve of like, what is he going to think? Like, you know, how is he going to take this? And and I do that often with things like, you know, I will, um, you know, always when I say anything on the podcast, if it's a little controversial, I'm like, oh, shit, is someone going to like think this is about them when it isn't or anything like that? And, you know, I've been getting better and better about it. So I kind of feel it twofold. One, I don't want to get in that mindset. But two, so far with the otter, I'm also not sure that I would. I feel like I feel like I tell him kind of everything anyways, and I don't know if I would be as worried or as scared. I I feel like a little bit different, but I'm not sure. So, you know, it's nice that, um, you know, we're just taking our time with everything. So, you know, I'll I'll figure it out. I think I think the one the only reason I'm like I did really love having a partner who was really into the podcast. So I thought that was really cool. So it's kind of one of those things I go back and forth with. But luckily, like, I don't have to know right now. And it could be maybe I'm just like, hey, listen to this episode or whatever. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. I uh, it's kind of a very funny thing that, you know, um, when I started the podcast, I was dating Jimmy and thought I was going to marry him. So I never really thought I'd have to wonder if I should let another boy into the podcast world. But um, overall, very grateful for that. Um, I'm very glad that I'm having this dilemma. Overall, very happy about it. And I feel happy that there's not any I don't feel any pressure about it. And I think that, um, you know, it's it's either way when he listens, I will let you all know because I know that you guys are dying, um, but <laughs> dying to know. But yeah, let me know what you think. Feel free to DM me at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's, of course. And I don't know. It's one of those things where I feel like either way it's going to work out. What I will say this, which is funny, is that I do want to have him on the podcast and he has already agreed to that. Like he agreed to that, I think, at like this the first time I brought it up, which I can't remember if it was like the first or second date or whatever. He was like, oh, I would love to come on. And genuinely, I think it would be really fun. And so we talked about it on the phone the other day and he was like, <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, actually, I, I really think we could be like great co-hosts. Like, I think we'd have a really good show together. And he's like, but then, you know, I feel like it'd be tough if we were dating. You know, I feel like then if what would we do if we like broke up? Like we might have to choose. And I and then it got kind of quiet. And I was like, um, listen, I'm not I'm not trying to offend you or anything, but um. Like, I'm not looking for a co-host. So if the if the question you're asking is, would I rather like date you or have you as my co-host? Like, you know, um, I'd rather date you. He's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, I don't know um, what to tell you here, but I do run a successful podcast all on my own. And I do think it would be fun to have you on. However, I don't need you. You know, um, I was saying that in the nicest way possible. And this is the other reason I was like, can I listen to the podcast? I just like threw out that I didn't need him. I was like, I didn't come on Bumble to find a podcast co-host. I came on to find the husband hunt. So like, let's relax, you know. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, my other absolutely 
absolutely favorite thing that he said when he was here. We were talking about my singing and I don't really remember how it came up, but I was like, listen, it's not it's not good, but I will I'll let you be the judge. He's like, yeah, I'll definitely be the judge of that. And I was like, you know, I don't know when you'll hear it. I was like, maybe when I force you to watch High School Musical, which you agreed to. So it's not force. But, you know, I also don't want to ruin it for you. So I probably won't sing it. You know, I'll let you enjoy it. And he's like, yeah, maybe the first time I watch it, you know, you don't sing. But the second time is a sing along. And I was like, the second time he's like, oh, I'm very well aware that this is not going to be like a one time deal. I, I am sure I am in for watching High School Musical a lot. And I was like, that might be the most romantic thing I've ever heard in my life. You know what I mean? Like High School Musical is my love language. And um, I have this theory and I keep forgetting to bring it up, but it's my High School Musical theory and it applies to whatever but I feel that if you're with somebody and they like scoff at your like favorite thing, like pick your what 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 the kids call a guilty pleasure, you know, um, pick that and then bring it up on a date. And if they're like, ugh, like I would never watch that if they're not even willing to watch it with you or like not be a dick about it, like that's not your dude. That's not your dude. Like when I brought up High School Musical to like the nice boy, he was like, oh, I mean, I guess when I brought it up to the otter, he was like, yeah, I'll watch it. He's like, it's not my thing, but I'll watch it, you know, and I was like, it could be your thing. We don't know yet. You haven't seen it, you know, and it had that joke. And I was like, wow, this is like this is it. You know what I mean? Like. That's what you're looking for. Somebody who is going to try your shit. So if they scoff, if you date somebody who's like, I'm in your, if you're a Swifty and they're like, Ugh, you know, they don't have to like Taylor Swift. But if they're like, Taylor Swift will never be played in my car. It's like, no, 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 no. Relationships are about compromise. It's not like you have to listen to her all the time. But if he's never going to let you have a Swifty moment, like that's not it. That's not it at all. So um, anyways, yesterday what happened was I was at work. I was in San Leandro. And, you know, so I called him when I got off and I was like, hey, I'm in your neck of the woods. And I make it sound. Let me back it up. I make it sound like I, I was calm, cool and collected, and made this decision all on my own. I did not. I text Danielle. I'm like, would it be weird? Do we think it'd be weird if I like called him when I'm off work and asked him to hang out? Like I just got a little insecure, which happens like I think for the most part, I feel like very I'm getting more and more comfortable, but I still have anxiety. So obviously this is like the fun dating anxiety where you're like, oh, my God, is is it going to be too much if I text him or something like that? Like, that's kind of where I was at. I was like, is this too much? She's like, no, fucking no. Like, call him, invite him, whatever. So then I called him when I was off and I was like, hey, I'm in your neck of the woods. Like, would you want to grab a drink? And thank God for Ryan and Julie, um, friends of the podcast, because we have spent two Valentine's days at Temescal Brewing Company in Oakland. And he was like, where do you want to go? And I was like, I, I don't know Oakland, but I was like, the Temescal, like nailed it. You know, thank you guys for giving me um, a date spot. I really appreciate the two of you for so many reasons. But, you know, you had a hand in my really great night. And so um, thank you for that. So uh, <laughs> anyways, we went to the brewery and then he's like, OK, because he used to live over there and he's like, can I like take you to my favorite places? And there is one of my favorite things about like dating somebody is getting to like experience things through their eyes, like getting to see things that they're excited about. And, um, you know, it's it's much like what it will feel like 
when I eventually get to take him to my favorite restaurant, the Ale House, which he has been to, but like not with me, not with me. It's a different experience. So anyways, so we end up going to his favorite bar, which was this amazing um, little divey bar. And I absolutely loved it. And then um, as we were walking back to my car, he's like, well, I mean, do you want to go to my favorite ice cream place? Which, you know, high school musical and ice cream and beer love languages, you know, and oh, my God, the ice cream was so fucking good. It was so good. And it was just like a really, really fun, spontaneous time, which is also not my thing because I love to be plan, plan, plan girl. But, you know, I was like, why not just take a chance? So listen, I know a lot of this podcast, I give you the same advice, but I just feel like if I keep proving myself right, then maybe you will try to and shoot your motherfucking shot, bitch. Like, I don't know. There's so many stigmas around being the one that like texts first, calls first, asks him out. Like, obviously, I'm not the only person putting in this effort like he calls me to and he's asked me out as well. But I don't know. I was just in I was in town and I was like, I really want to see him. So I am just going to ask and I'm going to try. And you know what? It fucking worked. So shoot your goddamn shot, bitches. I I fully support it. I think that you should. And yeah, overall, Otter's still in the picture. I'm having a really great time and we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So far, so far, so good. Can't wait for him to um, come on the podcast someday maybe not be my permanent co-host, but you know, and also I think I should have him watch High School Musical and then come on the podcast and share the experience because I think that's really like where it should be at. (laughs) Also got to love the continuous wife trapping with the cooking. Hopefully it's working out, although haven't really made him an impressive dish so far. I made pasta and then tacos. So maybe I need to like step it up next time. (laughs) Okay, so listen, I I wanted to talk about some health stuff. So I didn't necessarily write down and ask Ashley, but I had to ask Ashley myself and I thought that it might actually be helpful to share how I like talked myself down because I have the one of my funniest anxieties I feel is that when somebody gets married or sorry, when someone gets engaged, sometimes I have the um, the thought process of, oh, no, I don't want to like try too hard because I I don't want them to think that I am only trying hard because they got engaged. I want to come to the wedding or they got engaged. I want to be a bridesmaid. I think because that narrative gets passed around so often of like, oh, you know, these people are just showing up. And and trust me, that shit is real. I do believe that there are people who are like, ooh, I want to get invited to this wedding. So I'm going to be nice. But I have trapped myself into this specific anxiety. I feel like overall, so this this is very specific for me, but overall, I think there is um, a way that we let our insecurities just manifest a little too high and then we get a backwards way of thinking. And so I, you know, I did this thing where when I was thinking about it, I was journaling and I was like, what would what would I rather what would I rather if I was engaged and I really thought and I I really thought, you know, oh, this person, you know, is only reaching out to me because they want to come to my wedding. Like, wouldn't I rather get engaged and people reach out to me, even if the intentions were not pure, than to not reach out, you know, and I, and I get stuck in this with a lot of things where I'm like, you know, something exciting happens for someone. and I'm like, oh, I don't want to like 
be overwhelming and and just like congratulate them. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, oh, maybe it will be too much or or when someone, you know, suffers a loss. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like another person sliding into their DMs or something. And then I it kind of hit me with this where I'm like, wouldn't you rather you know, they get, they don't have to respond to you. Like they don't have to hang out with you and they don't have to invite you to their wedding or anything, but wouldn't you rather have people reach out to you than not? So next time you're kind of feeling insecure about something like that, I, I recommend just doing it because, you know, also I think the over, the overarching message that I reminded myself when I was journaling was that like, you know who you are, you know your intentions, and that's the most important part. And if the person that you are connecting with knows you, they're gonna know your heart too. And if they wanna have a different opinion, that's on them. But it's so important to just like be yourself. Like people love that. I get asked a lot about, you know, I think I did a whole Ask Ashley about about how I have so many friends and, and all these things. And I think over the years, what I've come to realize, and which was also so important when it came to dating, was like, if I'm just myself, the right people will stick around. I have been nothing but myself, maybe maybe too much, quote unquote, but a full blown Ashley with the otter. And this is one of my like best feelings so far of like dating, you know, and I am just so unbelievably happy because I just feel like I'm being myself. I don't feel like I'm, you know, hiding too much and, and things like that. And it just feels good. And that's the same way I am with my friends, especially as I got older and stopped trying to be somebody I'm not. And, you know, the friends that were benefiting from a a not full version of me, like, aren't my friends anymore. You know, the ones I was like overly people pleasing and people pleasing more like I was people pleasing for them and not because it's just like a disorder that I have, you know, and <laughs> it's, um, you know, those people aren't in my life anymore. And I just overall, it was just one of those moments for me to be like, bitch, be your fucking self and relax. So bitch, be your fucking self and relax. Um, <laughs> OK, so listen, I um, I I feel like now that I kind of know what's up, I feel a little bit I go I went back and forth on if I was ready to kind of talk about and not in a dramatic way like this wasn't that big of a deal, but I just felt like I was getting sick and I was talking about it on the podcast, but I didn't want to talk about it until I got the results. So when I got my colonoscopy, um, they had found a tumor in a mass, both benign. Got to get that out real fast. But, you know, it took a while to get those results. So in the last couple weeks, that's kind of what I've been been through since, since my colonoscopy, which is, you know, why I hadn't really been feeling good and been a little bit more anxious and stressed. And, uh, you know, it was really funny, not funny, but it was kind of funny. On Friday, I was just kind of like I had like a great marathon of talking to a lot of my closest friends. And um, I I don't know, I feel like I was just kind of still like out of it as I was kind of talking to them, even be- between like Thursday and Friday. I feel like I was just on the phone most of the days and I was just kind of nugget dropping like, oh, yeah, they said they, were, they found a tumor in a mass, but it's fine. I don't think I registered that it was a big deal in any way, shape or form or like what I was saying to my friends. And um, then <laughs> and then I uh, I was on the phone with a friend of the podcast, Kim, and she's like, hey, when I said it, she's like, do you want to do you want to talk about that? Like, are you you know? And I was like, no, it's not. It's really not that big of a deal. And then I started to kind of it wasn't until like Monday, 
you know, after that, I was like, oh, shit, this is kind of a big deal. And then I got really anxious. And then that anxiety got to like play out with me for a hot minute. And, you know, I I have to say, I think, you know, it was it was really helpful. All my friends who like were there for me and let me cry with them and all those fun things. And my dad, you know, was really helpful because I needed someone just to like be calm with me. And uh, when I talked to him, he's like, hey, you know, because I was like, are you worried? And he's like, no. He's like, I feel like they would have kept you if it was serious. And also, whatever it is, we caught it early. And I was like, that's so true. And I think putting it into like a logical state really helps. But it was super, um, it was super frustrating because, you know, obviously these two tests. So then I had to go get my CT. As we know, these two tests were very expensive. And I feel like in the most Ashley way possible, the mass, <clears throat> said it could have been just a loose bowel as in it was just a turd we don't know that it could have been they said it could have been something else I didn't even read the second part like I knew it wasn't anything serious but I was like did I just pay $2,600 for them to discover that I just had a loose turd just a little turd alert running around and honestly like obviously I'm glad that that's the answer, but does that just not sound like the most Ashley thing possible? That was like the, I'm sorry, what moment I literally was like, I'm sorry, what, when I read it. And I was like, how do I go on the podcast and not make this the, I'm sorry, what moment, you know? Um, and it, <laughs> it was just so fucking unbelievably funny to me. And so now I'm kind of in where I am with my health is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do the things that I can control. And I spent like four hours between calling Stanford, my insurance. My doctor wants to put me on this um, new IV medication that, of course, for whatever reason, is like not approved through my insurance. So there's all this like back and forth going on. And I just, you know, healthcare is not easy. And we really have to fight, which is so shitty. And that's a second, like, I'm sorry, what moment? Like, I just don't. I, it's one of these concepts that I have a really hard time understanding and getting behind. But I just, you know, if you are going through it or you know someone's going through it, like, just check it on them. <laughs> Not saying you have to check it on me. I'm good. I'm like literally telling you what's up right now. But, you know, as a overall blanket explanation for some of my like anxieties and isolation is that this is what I've been going through. This is like, I um, have been, you know, a little freaked out about the test results. I've been freaked out about the next steps. I'm still kind of freaked out, but overall, I think I just have, I, I will say this, I'm not as freaked out as I probably would have been two years ago. Like it is fun to see how, you know, this, more healed version of myself is like handling all these like major uh things that are coming my way and you know it's okay of course I had a cry a couple cries we love to have cries and um you know I I fully support the cry team and uh you know and I talked about it and I didn't talk about it and I journal about it and I walked about it and you know it's just one of those and I talked to Andrew of course about it we love Andrew and um you know it's it's one of those things that I am just working on and working, getting through. And, you know, I know that we are all going through really tough things in our lives and it might not look the same as everybody else's tough things, but, you know, no one's issues are more important than somebody else's. And, you know, I think that everybody should just give each other the graces and give yourself the grace. And yeah, really like that's what's been going on with me. And 
I feel I feel good about it. I feel like I'm going to figure it out. I don't know how. Um, I really want to fight the healthcare system, but that's that's just me right now. That's where I'm at. Not in any sort of political way, but I'm just like, fuck, this sucks like this. I, re- I really feel like it shouldn't be this hard, but it is. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm happy to report that those both things ended up not being anything. I don't need any sorts of surgery. And um, yeah, I just had surprise, surprise. I had Crohn's and a poop in my stomach. And that's it is what it is. But uh, yeah, so hopefully we're mo- making moves towards not being so nauseous. Um, it's uh, it's been painful. I had to get a little snippy sassy with my doctor, which you do. You have to kind of be a bitch sometimes to get things done. And I was like, listen, this shit is debilitating and I'm not in the mood anymore. So if we can just fucking figure this out, like, you know, that's not exactly what I said, but I did use debilitating. And I was like, we got to be you. Listen, Ashley, step up the dramatics. You were born dramatic. Use it to your advantage. So, um, yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening. I, you know, I uh, wasn't sure what to really say about it, but I felt like this is my podcast and it feels weird when something I think that's the other reason I was so kind of anxious and the last episodes were good. They're not my favorite, you know, um, thank you for still listening. I think it's just one of those things where I wasn't ready to talk about it yet. And it, but that just feels weird because I talk to you all about everything. So I feel good that it's out there and we have answers and, um, you know, on to the next Hopefully approved medications will come. Thank you to everyone who's been so incredibly supportive of me um, through this whole process. And, uh, you know, like I kind of always felt the whole time like I was going to be okay, And that kind of coasted me through. And so happy to say that I will be happy to say that I was right. It's always nice when you write about those things. So um, anyways, I love you all so much. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please share it with a friend. I would love for this to be everyone's favorite podcast and what they listen to when they need to laugh or cry or whatever. Whatever support you need, I want to be there for you. And I love you so much. And I will talk to you next week. Okay, bye.